Welcome to the Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. We're so excited as we discuss what it looks like to live the radical Christian life, following Jesus no matter the call, no matter the cost. Yeah, so let's get to it. Well, here we are in part two of the theology of the body and sex. And so after last week, you know that probably don't want to listen to this with the kids in the car, but... Uh, it was a really, it was a fun podcast. I really enjoyed it. I hope you did too, Paula, but, uh, I know you don't. I did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not my forte, but yeah. Hey, yeah. but you know what? I was thinking about that. We do bring up about the kids and things and that is true, but you know, if you are looking for an opening to have a conversation with your maybe high school kids, I would oh. listen to that and with this in mind, cause trust me, they've heard it. And, and, you know, it could open up some, um, conversation, yeah, which would be great. They need to know what their body is for. And as they start going through puberty and, you know, development and all that, what is going on? Help them to know theologically. Yeah, absolutely. I've, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure of the statistics. I'm not a statistician, but I hear from my understanding that kids are exposed to things so much earlier than they used to be. And by the age of eight, yeah. Typically, they're quite aware so of give this, them a especially grounding. if they're in a public realm. So, yeah, give them a grounding. You're not a statistician. That is nope. probably one of the most <laughs> true statements you've said. <laughs> I make them up. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't. Yeah, well, but I'm never good with numbers, no, so no, never so. trust me with numbers. Yes, so, so anyway, yeah, yes, that's my realm. Well, that's it is. So let's jump into this today because we got a yeah. lot of material. Why don't we do? Yeah, I know. Why don't we do a quick review? Just yes, show where well, we're at again. Our, our well, wait a second before you do the quick review. I kind of changed things last week. I didn't put it uh, quite as succinct as I'm going to do in the review, like this idea of key ideas. We didn't talk about here's key idea number one and here's key idea number two, but in the review, we're going to talk about key ideas of what we talked about last week. So go ahead, take it away. Yes. So this is the quote that we're kind of springboarding off of from T.S. Eliot. Before you know if something is working, you need to know what it is for. And you know, that would kind of go along with, you know, without a goal, you cannot score, right? Yeah. Like yeah. if you don't know what you're trying to yeah. do or, or what the end result is. What your body created for will help you understand, am I doing right or wrong? Right. Is this, is it working? Is it working in its proper function? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's what we're thinking about. Yep. And so we are asking, what is the body for and what is sex for? Yeah. So. What are some key ideas from that that we talked about last week? Now that we're doing the key idea thing, I like that. Uh, Key idea number one, sex is not something you do, it's something you are. Yeah, that was a profound idea we brought out that we, not that we made it up, this is (laughs) stuff that was passed on to us, but we wanted you to just stop and think and hope you spent this week thinking about that sex isn't something you do, intercourse is something you do, other acts you do, Mm -hmm. but but sex is who you are. Yep, male and female. Yeah. 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 Key idea number two, the scriptures in Genesis 1 and 2 that are repeated by Jesus in the New Testament and Matthew 19 clearly confirm the reality that, number one, God made two genders, male and female. Number two, God made male and female in his image. Number three, God created marriage between male and female. 
And we said how to the world, that's just like saying two plus two equals five. The world is bought into lies from the devil. Indeed, has God said, that's what Satan said to Adam and I'm said to Eve in the garden. And that's what it's still today. What do you mean? Did, Did God, God really, really say, say there's only two genders? No, you can make up your gender. Did God really say marriage is between male and female? Yeah. No, anyone can get married. And we talked about if you call yourself a believer, then you hold to the tenets of what Jesus taught. Yeah. Yeah, so so let's continue on. Let's get into it today about what is sex, okay? Well, now we know that sex is who we are, male and female. Uh, that Bible says it's clear. We need to now go, what is it for? Yep. That's what we want to explore a little bit today. So, yeah, so our but, key idea. Yeah, before we get into there's a key idea. Let's just yeah. get into the key idea <laughs> yeah. before we say what it's for. People need to know this. Yes, the key idea number three. Who you are is what defines you, not what you do. That's Let you. me say it again. Who you are is what defines you, not what you do. Yeah. So uh, let me, let's unpack it yeah. just a little bit. So societal roles don't define your sex. You can be a man and love art. You can be sensitive and work in fashion, and you can be a woman and love sports and be a policewoman. You know, that's not what we're talking about. Yes. So the the idea here is that who you are is what defines you. Yes. So society will always be changing. No society stays this. All, societies yeah. are different than that. So what was acceptable 100 years ago in a role? Yes. Isn't accept, you know, I guess it would be the opposite way. What wasn't acceptable 100 years ago is acceptable yeah. now. And we all buffet this. We yeah. all buffet this. Uh, no, I'm not, that's an exaggeration. I buffet it. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> you know, I see Okay, ninety percent or whether Jordan Peterson always says like ninety five percent of women are I mean men are bricklayers, you know. So when women are crying out for equality, why aren't they going out trying to be bricklayers? You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, the comedian who said uh, you know the most dangerous job in the world. You know, you don't see women clamoring to want to be uh, putting out oil fires, you know, and going into the thousand degree heat. You know, you don't see women volunteering for these jobs. Okay, so there there are certain jobs where but, but a woman can do that. Yeah. If a woman's be a bricklayer, she can do it. And it, that doesn't mean she's not a woman. Mm -hmm. See, that's what society does. And that's where I get yeah. caught up in that sometimes. I'm like, wow, is she really a woman because she wants to do it? No. Is he really a man? You know, we have that stereotype. We used to call it the Marlboro Man. Nobody under the age of 50 <laughs> knows what that is. Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking Don't about? Marlboro, first they know yeah. it. Most of the world knows Marlboro's a cigarette. Most of our society doesn't. But... Uh, Wait, why are you giving me that look? Are you trying to get to an agenda? Or are we just having a no, conversation No, I'm giving here? you a look because nobody knows what you're talking about. I know. About. That's <laughs> why I'm explaining to him. Macho. The yes. macho Marlboro <laughs> guy was a guy smoking a Marlboro cigarette, riding a horse out there on the range, wrestling cattle and stuff. That's what it means to be a man. I want to be a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> <Sorry. I couldn't help> <laughs> All right. Okay. <laughs> Moving yeah. on. Yeah. 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 So that's the... You know, that's that's what we do as society. We yeah. we start to put people into roles. We and that's know. okay because it helps society be structured that way. And, and so, and then you have the course, you, you have the men and women who want to do the opposite just because they want to tweak people. You know, they want to, yeah. you know, they want to upset the, the, the norms. And that's yeah. fine. But that still doesn't have anything to do with are they male or are yes. they female? Yes. I don't know. This, exactly. I, I'm hoping this makes sense. Do you want to explain yeah. it a little more succinctly? No. Because I see you got a glazed look in your <laughs> eyes. So like, what are you talking no. about? 
No, I, th- I think that's just such a key thing. And we've, we have brought that up in other podcasts yeah. in the sense of in different cultures, well, yeah, women t- are allowed about to do it. things. Talk about the famous Elizabeth Elliot. She was in a culture. I've been in those cultures. I've yeah. been at where the guy showed me the bows, these bows. I mean, I couldn't even pull it back and stuff, but Elizabeth Elliot tells a story. Cultures. Yeah. in the tribal yeah. culture in the jungle where she was a missionary in South America, she picked up a bow and was at, like talking about going hunting. And the guys just started laughing. They just started laughing at her like, that's absurd. Women don't hunt. That's just what they don't do. Yeah. But yet they fished and they worked the fields. Yeah. Women. Yeah. So women. that's where what we're talking about is culture does define yeah. some of So whether things. she hunted or whether she didn't, whether society let her hunt or they didn't let her hunt had <laughs> nothing to do, to do that yeah. she was female. Yeah. That she was male. It was just a construct. Now there's where I would agree with, you know, this whole gender construct. There, there's where it's a construct that if you do this, you're a man, or if you do that, you're a woman. Mm. That that's where it gets dangerous. And that's where I see think there's a lot of pushback from the liberals, lack of a better word, liberal, whatever that means. But from the people who want to push this, we don't want to be defined by our sex. Well, yeah, I get that. I mean, there's certain things that yeah, but yeah. but wait a minute. We're yeah, gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Don't yeah. go. Don't go too quick. <laughs> but how you're wired as male and female will come out. Yes. Okay. Will come out. And so. Right. But, okay. So everybody's like tension. Like what? <laughs> what do you mean? So. Um, no, I was. I wasn't gonna disagree with you at all. I was gonna agree with you because that's the reality. We cannot want those, and we can say I'm not into that. But the reality is, it's true. Yeah. And so travel the world and you'll see some of the societal differences. Yep. And, um, Which we do. Yeah. But, so. but here, yeah, it's not even in our notes. You want to go off on a tangent? I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what is the Actually, tangent? Actually, you want to let people hear us have a little disagreement while we talk? No. Why does the, why does the <laughs> Old Testament law talk about women not wearing men's clothes? I mean, mm, not wearing women's clothes. That is true. Because there was to be a distinction. And nope. in that in that period of time, there it, it whatever somebody wore was a distinction. Yeah. I think that's Leviticus 18, but uh, it also talks about don't mix cotton and wool. Don't mix two types of clothing, uh, two types of material in your clothing. It t- talks about don't uh, throw two kinds of seeds into a field. Mm. And so, so people are saying, well, wait a minute, we wear clothes, we wear clothes with cotton and yeah. wool wicks. So it doesn't matter if men, women interchange clothing. It's what the key, key is that God loves antithesis. Mm. God, God created male and female. God mm-hmm. created Jew and Gentile. He's the one who called Abraham and began the line of the Jews. He created, he, he separated the people into tribes and nations and languages. Yes. He did. This. So God understands boundaries and we need to understand that too. Now, why do you think I would disagree with you on that? Cause you wear pants. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and I always love when you wear a dress. So. There oh, you go. that's a classic. And this is where the debate <laughs> begins. So. Yeah. It's not that a woman can't wear pants. Yeah, I can yeah, see like half yeah, the women yeah. just like flew into <laughs> yeah. a fit of rage and the guy's smirking <laughs> next to her in the car. Yeah. So. Oh, gosh. I always say that because I think most people listen to us. Yeah. yeah. I don't yeah. know. But I, what I love about that, you brought up a great thing, which we say often, it's the principle. The yeah. principle there is there is distinction. Yeah. The particular is that it could look different. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to wear a pair of pants because it's comfortable, that's fine. If you're trying to look like a man, mm. or you're trying, there was a thing on Instagram. <laughs> you didn't even see it. Uh, I mean, not Instagram, um, X, Twitter. 
Uh, Wait, why are you picking on women wearing pants? What about the man well, wearing I'm, a dress? Well, no, this <laughs> yeah. is exactly what I was going to say. There was a high school teacher. Or painting their I think nails. This was West Virginia oh. too. I think this was West <laughs> Virginia. There was a there's a there was a thing that went viral on um, Twitter, but this high school te- man, teacher, this man was walking through the school with high heel shoes. He loves to oh, wear high heels. Did, yeah, did you yeah, see that? I yeah, because it blew up on yeah, her. It's like, yeah. yeah, it's just like, really? Okay, that's <laughs> yeah. that's exactly what the Bible's talking about. You are yeah. trying to cross genders and, and there's distinctions. Well, and don't we see that in our culture? Yeah. Well, so yeah. Well, yeah. And that's, we, uh, yes, that's yeah. a whole thing. So let's, let's come back no, no. to. No, don't mm-hmm. rush it too quick. Okay. I think this is maybe something we can discuss a little bit because I think people need to hear this because this is this big thing in Western society. Mm. I always joke in the Middle East and Asia when I travel, most of the time I have no problems distinguishing if this is a man or this is a woman. In yeah. fact, I can't think of a time ever I've been over there wondering what, it, you know, what is this? What is it? Yeah. Is yeah. It a man? How many times here in America mm. is the confusion because the way they're dressed and the way, you know, just even their hair and yeah, everything. I was just going to say that could be a haircut yeah. thing. That women be. who want to look like men and men who want to look like women. Mm. That is the confusion of the sexes. And if they would embrace how God point. created Wait, them. you used a great word there, confusion. Yeah, that's what it it's is. confusion. Yeah. I mean, if somebody looks at you and they don't know what you are, you are not embracing how God created you. Yeah. And that's sad. Now, now I, I don't want to say this out of a lot of sympathy, a lot of sympathy. And, and you Christians out there, it's easy in the Christian realm, especially if you read Twitter and you, you know, you get on these, like these evil people, you know, these transgender and all. Can you imagine? I cannot imagine not knowing who I am or not loving who I am. Uh, Linda Saylor, uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's a, Assemblies of God minister on college campuses, and she talks about how growing up she wanted to be a boy, and did you know lived her life and got to the point where they were trying to talk about the surgery and hormones and tra- I mean mm. testosterone, all the sex changes she could have, and she didn't do that. But just talking about all the confusion she had in her life, being the she thought in the wrong body, until the truth of the reality of Jesus Christ came to her, mm. and she embraced who she was. That's it's great. a great story, yes. but man. Ne- never, never throw stones. Yeah. Now, now, when they try to force you to accept something that's not true. Yes. Now that's another. Now we have a different. Not, now we have a different. But man, if you don't have sympathy in your heart, you are not a follower of Jesus. I'm just gonna say you are mm. a follower of Jesus, but you're not following Jesus's way. Yeah. He had compassion on the sinner. He had compassion. Now he didn't yeah. endorse sin. No, and he didn't let him stay there. But but he did have compassion, didn't he? Yeah. Want, want to start another round? We can talk about the he got us uh, commercials during the Super Bowl. Oh. And uh, we're not, I'm not <laughs> he touch- gets us or he, he gets he gets us. He gets us. Is that it? I think it yeah. is. What did I say? He got us. Yeah. Maybe. He, he yeah. Got, he, <laughs> and salvation. But yeah, it's I just hate Christians just arguing. Airing, yeah. Airing yeah. public nastiness. Yeah. Why don't why don't we just yes. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes support each other. You preach the true gospel and if you don't yeah, whatever you think of commercials, you just be what God called you to be. Okay, there's yeah. no, here we go. Great. So that, I mean, but that's a key point. I think no, I'm it glad is. we spent some time I, on that. Yes, yes, because it does, it, it, yeah, it needs to be talked about. And I think a lot of the rebellion, okay, here's a here's a thought, you know, I love to think out loud. Mm. So listeners, just listen to me, think out loud. Verbal I, processors. Yeah, <laughs> I think a lot of the push from the transgender movement and these kids who are like, 
growing up wondering what they are and that it's a push against stereotypes from society mm-hmm. that they're kind of wanting to buck against because mm-hmm. kids just naturally rebel. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was, a, I, I saw something about, remember the old movie Grease? Yeah. Yeah. You know, the fifties, you know, uh, you know, they, they were pushing the boundaries and they were, you know, being rebels. That I'm sure in the 1800s, every generation. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, you're, you're, I'm thinking of your great great grandparents and the, like the barn. Remember they talk about the barn? <laughs> they would, I, this, this was, yeah. I, I'm not sure why you brought that up. My, I found out like my grandparents were very late into their 90s and they talked about how they had met in a barn and had premarital sex. Yeah. It like, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah. it crushed But this me. was like in the early 1920s, 1910s, yeah, 1920s. And so yeah. it just shows you, I mean, there's nothing new under the sun when, when Solomon writes that. There's truth in that. So That was really an odd rabbit trail. Yeah, it was. But, but, but the thing is, is, is we tend to think of like older generations yeah. were sinless yeah. or didn't deal with these things. They did. So when you have a, you have a young boy who's a little more sensitive and his dad, don't you cry. You know, society doesn't let men cry. You be the, you know, you be the macho man. You be the WWE guy. You know, what do you, and, and now he's like, whoa, whoa, if that's what being a man is and that's not how I feel, maybe I'm not a man. Mm-hmm. And see, see, see what I'm saying? Society. Yeah. No, you're a man because standing in the mirror naked, that's why you're a man. You're male. And there are certain aspects from the Bible that show you that you're a man. Yeah. And we'll talk about those. That has nothing to do whether you like, you know, MMA fighting. Yeah. You know, you want to fight a, if you're fly a fighter jet yeah. or, you know, or you want to do something else. That's society. And that's so huge. So, yes. so don't, don't have your kids be confused because you're trying to put yeah. societal stereotypes on them. Right. Right. We have to come back to the truth of the word of God. Yeah. Wow. Okay. okay. We're going to sing a hymn now and take an offering <laughs> and thank you for coming to our church service. <laughs> I got a little preachy there. So why don't we go to key idea yeah. number four? Yeah. Key. Yes. This is so true. What is sex for? why male and female? So, so really, key, we want to ans- answer the question, what yeah. is sex for? Yeah, here it finally why comes. Why male and female? Yeah, here comes the answer to the T.S. Eliot question. And there are three ans- There are three parts to this answer, mm-hmm. what sex is for. Okay, what's right. number the one? The first one is procreation. It really is. God put man and woman together to procreate and yeah. fill the earth. It's Genesis only- Genesis 128. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. God blessed them and God said to them, meaning Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and f- multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and rule over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the sky and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That'd be move fr- fruitful and multiply. Yeah. Again, this is what I love about Carl Truman's book, The Rise and Triumph of the Modern Self. He, more than anyone else, has helped me see how much modern medicine has changed the world mm. and changed our thinking and even uh, affected our view of the Bible mm-hmm. for 5,000, 6,000 years of the human existence. You had sex. There was a potential of having a baby. Mm. Now with all the, our, with birth control pills, everything changed in the sixties. People mm-hmm. need to understand what happened in the sixties is free love came because you could have sex without consequences. Mm-hmm. So people just started having premarital sex. They started having affairs, not worrying about being caught having a baby 
Yeah. Because once you had a baby, I mean, in, especially when, you know, there was well, no abortion. And when that didn't work, then we went to abortion. Yeah, exactly. And then it's, it's the continual downslide. Yeah. And now children are an inconvenience instead of the blessing of marriage, the blessing yeah. of the fruit of marriage. Even to the point where some societies will, you can have a boy or a girl and you can choose and you can abort if yeah. not. So, yeah, we're, yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, what's the point? <laughs> the point well, is marriage is supposed to have babies. Yeah. That what? was that was the whole because we don't we don't see it from God's standpoint. Well, what are we what are we what phenomena are we seeing more and more? We are seeing couples who want to get married. They want the blessing of marriage, but they don't want it, the responsibility of procreation. Right. We don't want to bring a child into this world. Right. Well, right. We're seeing then, that more. But it is it is even that. There's selfishness. I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And so, yeah, the the reality is children cause us to be outwardly unselfish. Yeah. Typically. Yes. So, but I love this quote by this theologian. I can't pronounce his name. So I'm just going to read the quote because I like it. People need to learn that the first good is procreation, which means more than making babies. It also means raising children in the love and fear of God. You can make them without marital commitment, but you can't raise them that way. This is huge. I love that because yeah. it's just not the, co- you know, okay, we say procreation where everybody's thinking, okay, you just make a baby. Yeah. It's that, but it's the raising of a family of God. It's making a baby in the marriage covenant. Mm-hmm. And this is, okay, wow. I guess this is kind of inflammatory, but this is why I totally, why well, I don't even use the word homosexual marriage. It's, 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 homosexual union, homosexual, whatever, together, whatever. Marriage is a man and a woman. So to say that's an oxymoron. I don't care what society says. I will not say homosexual marriage. Mm-hmm. I said the words. I mean, I don't believe it. Yes. This is why I'm so against homosexual couples having a child. Okay. Now this is, this is because giving them two men or giving them two women as they're, they're you're, you're depriving that child of what they're supposed to be brought up in. Mm. Now I know single parents, spouses die, those things happen, but that's not how it's supposed to be. That's why we're so big on in the church. Well, that doesn't come from um, the outside, the the consummation. Yeah, because of sin is usually what happens. I mean, if there's dying and stuff... Right, that, that's, that's different. Just, yeah, there's yeah. yeah, but because of sin, you know, child children out of wedlock, those type of things. That's why I'm so huge on men in the church helping single mothers being a father figure in that boy's life or that girl's life because they need that because that's how God created it. Yes. And and that's so important. So so procreation isn't just about oh yeah, you you should get married just to have babies. Mm-hmm. No, but yes you should have babies mm-hmm. because that's how society is. Now now stop and think about this. If God didn't create a sex drive, because we think sex drives are bad, you know, mm-hmm. oh, I wish I could control myself. If you don't have a sex drive, you're probably not wanting to get married. You're probably not wanting to have sex and you probably won't want to procreate. Mm. And then that's the end of society. Mm. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, that, that is the one thing we have in con- That's one of the parts of these three areas. We're going to talk about, um, what sex is for. This is the part we have in common with am- animals dogs when they're in heat and stuff they want to have sex right they're going to have sex why because god put that in them because that's how the breed continues propagation of the species yeah that's a great yeah intellectual way of saying it that's right (laughs) so this is what god so it's great that we have sex drives 
This is what keeps society. Yeah, that's not this sin. Is what, no. It's it, when it's used sinfully. Exactly. So don't think of it as sin. Right. So, um, and you know, I, I think it's really hard for parents. I know it was, I'm speaking for myself, but I have a lot of people in my world who have kids that are coming into the ages of sexuality. I think that's really hard for us as parents. I do. To see our children as sexual beings. Oh yeah, and you know that that is a challenge in the sense of we want them to say to stay naive and pure and all that, like we do, and it is really really difficult. But I think helping our kids to understand that it's normal and that's part of it that we don't shame the act. We actually have discussions that talk about it. I think I think, and I don't know that. I can't speak for you because I think that you were much more open in this area than I was. That was a hard thing for me to have those conversations with the kids. I think the, the kids. kids would say that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure say, they would say yeah. that. No, I didn't just hand them a book and, you know, that was it. But it really was. And maybe some of that was my past and those things. But by not having the conversations, you make it more difficult and you make it more um like the secretiveness of, oh, I've got to find out about this. And what's been funny, not funny, but eye-opening since the kids have gotten older is I, you know, I'm an open book. I hide nothing. We talk, I mean. Yes. We tell about the famous story on the night. Uh, no, just, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're very open. Well, I'm just <laughs> saying, no, you could they're adult listeners. They can handle this. We talked. We had a huge family discussion when our kids were adult, you know, older, getting about ready to get married. We had a family discussion on the theology of masturbation. Yeah. I mean, how many families are going to have that? So I'm thinking we're the most open family in the world. No, even our kids came back and said, no, we didn't teach them everything. We didn't talk. You know, they wish we would have said more. We would have helped right. them more walk through things. And that, right. you know, there's no perfect parent. There's a good book out there called The Perfect <laughs> Parent that tells you that God, the, the Father, God is the perfect parent. Yeah. Yes, and we're not. And that's and that's a failure, I would say, that we yes. we have to own up to. Yes, yeah. I would agree. And I tell, all, I tell all parents now a couple of things. Protect your kids as much as possible and tell them so they learn from you before they learn from the world. Yes. So talk about it. So I tell yeah. all young so parents So don't shy that. away from that, even though it's, it's, it is. It's, it's awkward. Hard. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. And and again, some people are less awkward with it than others. Son, this is I'm what an erection is for. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awkward is that right there? Just say, look, you just turned red. People you on know, this thing just can't believe I said it. It's so But it's funny. a reality. Well, I, this is a little bit off topic, but um, I disciple a lot of young women. And I always have, and I love that. And I actually have no trouble talking to them about this. None. Like the, sometimes the things I've heard and those things, I don't sit there and blush and, you know, be weird about it. It's something about my own kids. Yeah. <laughs> like it, well, yeah. it just is. And so, you know, but it, it, we all have things that we wish we could change and we're trying to teach you from our, the things we did right. And sometimes the things yeah. we did wrong. Yeah, we're just being honest. So don't be, don't shy away from it. And if you, if you are uncomfortable, talk to another parent about it and maybe see yeah. some of the resources they used or what that looked like for them. So think about it theologically. Satan, we talked about it last week. Satan hates marriage. Okay. He yes. hates us using sex in the biblical way. He hates it. Yep. And so he's come against it from the very yeah, and beginning. we're gonna explain in the next two reasons why he hates it so much. But think about it. If he hates it, he's gonna attack it. And that's what he's done. I mean, the I love the the book, The Return of the Gods, reminding us. The, God, the, the evil gods are back. 
mm-hmm. Ishtar and 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 um can't think of the other ones right now. They're drawing a blank. They're back. They're back. The s- demons are back. They are wrecking <laughs> havoc in the okay, society. You, get, you can't just make that statement and not explain that okay. a little bit. Like, what uh, What does that mean, the return of the gods? What is that? Okay. Yeah. We're off topic, I know, but... Yeah, no, it's good. It's a book by Jonathan Kahn, uh, rabbinic, uh, I mean, a messianic Jew who writes these prophetic books and some of it's good. Some of it, a lot of it's sensational. A lot of this book is sensational, but it got me thinking... Mm. What is going on in society? Like How, there's nothing new. Yeah, no. Right? It's yeah. just a cyclical. Yeah, so if you, Ishtar, the god of sex, the god of love from the pagan, you know, pantheon and stuff, and there are little gods. The Bible talks about little gods. I mean, they're not all God. They're not equal with God. They're under God. When it talks about the divine council that um, Heist, Michael Heister, Heister, Heiser, Michael Heiser talked about and the divine council, when God's talking to these little gods, they're, they're real. They're mm-hmm. demons out there. And they're back in full vengeance on the Western society because we've kicked out God. It's the mm. parable that Jesus said. That's the key right there. Yeah. He uses the parable when Jesus we've, said. We've actually returned to idols. Yeah. In, in well, Moloch, the God Moloch, they literally sacrificed children on that altar to Moloch. Well, what are we doing now? We're sacrificing children on the God, to the God of abortion. Mm. You know, to that. To, so it's the same spirit. Mm-hmm. And the spirit of immorality that was back in the Roman and Babylonian cultures and stuff Greek is cultures. back. Yeah, is yeah. back here today. And so so my point is, and what are the two areas Satan really doesn't want people to learn about sex from? The church and their parents. Yeah. And so where the who the church doesn't talk about sex. Mm. And like you just said, we who are open had struggled talking to our kids about sex. Mm-hmm. It's Satan's ploy to keep us from talking about sex so that we have to learn it in public school or we have to learn it from the internet. We yeah. have to learn it from our friends. And I think if we think we don't talk about it, it just won't happen. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's supposed yeah. to happen. Yeah, I know everyone's up in arms with putting these uh, homosexual books and all that in the uh, kindergartens and you know in elementary school and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we should. We should be up in arms. Like, this shows you how depraved our society is. But it's not the school's right or wrong to teach kids about sex. It's your job. Yes. And you have to protect them. And yeah. I hate that. I hate this, that you're going to have to protect your five or six-year-old boy from what's being done in the public school. But you're going to have to do it to your 14-year-old boy of what's being done on the internet. You're going to have to do it with your 19-year-old boy in college with what he's going to be exposed to. So you're going to have to do it. Unfortunately, in our society, you have to do it too young. Yeah. And that's what we're sad about. So. Yeah. Well, Paula... We didn't want to do it. We were going to make this. There's no way we can do this in two, two no, parts. We're going to we go. We got can. a lot to go yeah, on. And yeah. uh, But we hope you're enjoying the part of the conversation that needs to take place. The body, the theology of the body and sex, because it's important and it's a good conversation. So we're going to actually stop here. We have a couple more points to make. So that will be next week. We'll see you then. Thanks for listening to The Radical Christian Life with Doug and Paula. I think it's at this time we're supposed to do some pitch like hit the subscribe button or donate. But we just want to say, do what you want. We trust way more in the sovereignty of God than in the Christian industrial marketing complex. You just keep living radical for Jesus, and so will we. And let's watch how he blesses us all. We'll see you next time.